Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I have Jen back with me filling in for Shruti with the holiday schedule, and today we're talking about comparing and how it's human nature to compare, but we have to stop comparing ourselves to others. I wanted to tell you about one of our sponsors, Simon Says Farms. Check out their line of all-natural health and wellness products. This includes goat milk, soaps, lotions, and lip balm, all handmade on their farm in Connecticut. Check out SimonSaysFarms.com for their full line of products. If you're counting macros and love some sweet heat, make sure to add a bottle of all-natural swanky sauce to your shopping cart. Don't forget to check out the Black Friday specials. SimonSaysFarms.com Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I have Jen with me as we're shuffling holiday schedules and Shruti's not available today. And today, Jen and I are going to be talking about just how we naturally compare ourselves to either others or our past performances. And we can't always do that. I mean, the the relationship, and I know we talked about this in in the past with winning versus success, the relationship of what how well we're performing versus the other people have no real bearing on what we are doing. And I know we've seen that uh, in the case. I know... um, Jen recently had a a situation where she compared herself in one group where I don't want to use the term better or worse, but where she felt she was one of the better ones. And then was in another group where she felt she was one of the worst ones, yet she was the same person in both situations. And if we do that all the time, we're going to drive ourselves insane. Uh, And your, the way you move forward and the way you hit your goals looking around the surroundings should have no bearing on how we feel about ourselves at any given moment. And Jen, what's your feeling on this? Oh, I agree. They, I've heard many times that comparison is the thief of joy and it's true, but it's also really difficult to not compare. Be it with, as you stated, you know, two different groups that I was with, I felt different about myself in, in each one because I was comparing myself to those where I, I shouldn't have been. I, we always see, and I know for me in particular, and I'm sure everyone else would agree, we always see the worst parts of ourselves, when, especially when it comes to pictures or our own performance. And it's so much easier to believe the negative than positive. And it's also so much easier to believe the negative that we tell about ourselves to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it, we hear that all the time where, and I was speaking to someone recently uh, just on social media, and they made a comment about how, I mean, someone told them that they were ugly, so they feel ugly now. It's like one person can tell you that you're ugly, and it's going to ruin you forever, but how come when one person tells you that you're beautiful, you don't take that and run with it? And we always do that. That one negative comment makes us hide our head in the dirt where a million positive comments don't isn't enough to make us stand up tall and why do you think it is that way that one bad thing will bring us down but a million good things isn't enough to make us feel good about ourselves i wish i knew why that was the case because then it wouldn't affect me quite as much but it but it's true and i wasn't referring to you this time (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> well, I know you and I have had that conversation numerous yes, times. Yes, yes, numerous times. And, and, you know, the negativity is like a poison. If, you know, people say that you're ugly or you failed or whatever negative terminology they want to use at that particular point, it is like a poison. It poisons your entire day. It poisons your mindset. And in a way, it's like, you know, people say, well, if you have a glass full of water and you have one drop of arsenic in it, the whole glass of water is poisoned. Yes, that's true, but we shouldn't let that happen in our own mindset. You know, we need to flush that negativity out, that poison out with the positiveness. And if there are certain people around us that are always negative, maybe it's time to flush them out. Well, I referenced the, the two situations and not going into detail where one group you, you compared yourself and you felt good about yourself and the other group you compared yourself and you didn't feel as good about yourself. And within, within archery, I have a few people that I've shot with that have a competitive background and they've com- complimented and commented on how well I shoot and not just physically, but how I never look rattled. And I, I honestly can only remember one time where where I was nervous, where I felt my heart rate weight, my heart rate raise. I was actually shooting the Lancaster classic and uh, in the elimination rounds, you shoot four ends. So I was down to my last three arrows and I was down a point. It was the one time where I felt my, my heart rate go up a little. And I, I shot one time in, in a, a league that I belong to at one of the gun clubs, one of the fish and game clubs, and it was an archery league. And I ended up with the top score. Now I was one of two guys out of 30 or so people there shooting a target bow, shooting my target compound bow. So most of these guys are hunters. They're not target shooters. And I come back with the top score and well, I was proud of myself, my first league shooting in my first league shooting a compound in, cause I primarily shoot the recurve in the back of my mind. I know I'm shooting against hunters. If I take that and I shoot the same way I did with those guys, but go to the other club where it is primarily target shooters, I'm not going to be at the top of the bunch. It doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change my ability to shoot with. And it's one of those situations where you can, you can perform very well and not quote unquote win. And then you can perform crappy, but everyone else performs crappier than you. And you walk away with the win. So where are you more proud of yourself where you performed well and didn't necessarily hit the podium or the time where you didn't perform well and you came out with some hardware. And before we came on, you talked about when you trained for a half marathon. If, if I if I wrote into your into your workout routine that okay, I want you to run and a 5K once a week, you're gonna come back and say, "Oh, that 5K almost killed me." Yet you've run 13 miles before, mm-hmm. but you're not preparing for that now. Yet you're gonna let it beat you up. Yes, yes, actually, I do let it beat me up from time to time, and you call me out on that one on a regular basis. And I do appreciate that because we do need the reminder, but even comparing ourselves to ourselves from years ago, like you said, back when I was training for my half marathon and I did that 13.1 miles, it's, it it was different. I was prepared. I mean, if I were to compare myself right now to where I was at the very beginning of my training, I would probably be in the exact same spot. Give me six months of training now and I would be in the same spot. It's not, it's not a negative or a, a positive. It's just a progress. Yeah. And 
in that thing with the, just the comparing ourselves and I'm trying to find something. It's not going to let me find it on here. You're going on the phone. Uh, like you said, comparing ourselves to ourselves. And, and like I referenced, you had run a, a 5k or a, a half marathon in the past. So you were training where when you trained for the half marathon, you were most likely running two, three or four, five Ks a week. So you're running three miles two, three or four times a week to prepare to run 13 to go out and do it now where you don't do much running would make a big difference. So on, on Facebook, you have those, you can go into your memories. So on this day, eight years ago, I posted my time for running the Manchester road race, Manchester road race in Connecticut is run on Thanksgiving day, 15,000 runners there. Uh, one of the oldest road races in the country. They're in their 80th something year. So in 2013, I ran it with a time of 37.57. And I noted on there that two years ago, I ran it at 47.11. So I took, I knocked almost 10 minutes off my time. Well, right now, and I had the stent put in in March. I'm not running as much as I am, as I have been. I'd be running 10 minute miles, 10 and a half minute miles, and, and not doing much running now. I bet you if I ran that now, I'd be in the 50 something minutes, maybe even under an hour. Now, with that said, 15,000 runners, you're not running this race for speed by any means. Uh, but I can't go and compare myself to what I did eight years ago where I ran a sub 40 or, and this is just slightly under five miles, this race. Um, it's one of those things where you're like, geez, I, I used to run eight minute miles or I ran sub eight minute miles that when I was running regularly, I was running in that seven and a half range. And you can't always compare yourself to others or to even yourself because things about yourself change. Oh yeah. Time has passed. You know, the calendar isn't always nice to, to everybody, different aches and pains or life challenges, family challenges get in the way. And everything around us is different. You know, four years changes a lot. Four months can change a, a person a lot. And we can't compare, we can't expect to be the exact same and be able to perform the exact same as we did then, as we do now. Now, I, I know, I and mean, first thing is you're a good friend of mine. Second off, I am helping, I'll use the word train you. Uh, I'm giving you your workout programs. And, and in some cases, it's it's not only the workout plan, but it's also that accountability kick in the rear. I mean, I, I, you have, you have the access to a, a small gym where you live, and then you also have some equipment you can use at your home. And there was a stretch where you were working out at home more than you probably should have just for the lack of drive to get down to the gym. But once we got you back on track doing that, how would you compare yourself and, just looking at, okay, if I go two straight weeks of going to the gym versus two straight weeks of doing the workout at home, which one do you find puts you in a better situation, whether mentally or emotionally, you feel better about yourself because the workout just feels more complete or, or it physically is having your body adapt and, and gaining strength better. Do you, do you notice the difference between the two? I do. I actually noticed an extreme difference. And I, I wanted to believe that working out in my living room was more convenient. It was easier for me. It was right there. I would have less of an excuse to actually get up and do the workout. But I found that I didn't push myself as hard. I got, you know, 
knocked off a couple of the reps or you know if the cat walked in front of me i'd scratch its ears or you know have to turn off the the coffee pot or start a load of laundry or whatever it was but i was i was distracted even though it was convenient and right here in my living room it was too easy to end early whereas going up to the gym yes it takes a little bit more you know me literally arguing with myself sometimes in the morning all right jen get up go to the gym you'll feel better once you do and once i'm out the door once i have my shoes on and i'm out the door to the gym it is a more focused workout i i pay attention to my form better i pay attention to the reps i'm actually counting instead of looking around seeing what chores i need to do i i find that it doesn't seem to take as long of a workout yeah in my living room it may have been 20 minutes but it felt like it took forever because i had so many other things distracting me that i could or thought i should be doing whereas going up to the gym it takes me 40 45 minutes but i feel like i'm hardly there at all because that's my one and only focus and um, an analogy i'm going to use with that in terms of the gym workout versus the home workout and for the home, you have a couple of lightweight dumbbells and you have some a suspension trainer. So you can get quite a bit done with that. Uh, obviously, my home gym has closer to a setup of an actual gym where I have plenty of weight, dumbbells up to 50, uh, a squat rack and stuff. So for me, doing my workout at home versus the gym isn't much of a difference. But for this person like yourself, who's just beginning with the resistance training, relatively speaking, the analogy I'll compare it to is when I have my archers and the kids that are ordering equipment, when you measure an arrow, you measure it from the throat of the knock where it actually clicks onto the string to the end of the shaft. You don't include the point. So I tell everyone, when you order your equipment, when you're ready for your equipment, take a drive to the local shop. I send them the Hall's Arrow in, in Manchester, Connecticut. They, they have all the equipment, they have the staff, and they have the Olympic gold medalist that works there. That's the guy you want selling you the bow. Once you know what you want, if you want to order your arrows from Lancaster Archery and have them shipped to you, that's great because you know how to measure an arrow. You're going to get the right thing. Where I have parents that don't want to make that drive, they measure their kids' arrows. Now they measured the whole knock and they measured the whole point. And then when the arrows come back three quarters of an inch too long, they wonder why things aren't working. And you go to that gym every day or, or every week, three days a week for a year, now you know what you're doing. Now, when you have that one day where you know you're in a pinch, you, you got to go out. I don't want to call it a waste of time to walk across the, the condo complex, but you want to get something done a little quicker. Now that you know the structure of the workout and your mind is set on going through your routine, you can get that efficient workout at home because you, you know the base of it. So you'd be able to get just as good a workout without the, the distractions. Because when, of the training, yeah, because right. of being able to get into that muscle memory and that routine. And routine is so very, very important. And I know this last week was holiday, and I can almost guarantee you every single one of us were out of our regular routine in one way or another. And I look forward, actually, to this upcoming week to be back into that routine and be able to get back over to the gym and get that heavier duty or workout if that's a word well well that, that's what i was going to go on with the 
the week where you're busy and you move from the gym to your to your home workout or in this case where you had to go where you were away and you got no workouts in so when you go back into the gym on on monday and you might have to go a rep less or you might have to drop down to the the next tier of dumbbells down or or put the pin one plate lower on on the machine you can't beat yourself up because there's there's so many variables in there there's the the extended rest time there's I mean, the mental side of where your mind was because you had some personal things you were dealing with over that week. So that plays into it. You're, there's so many things in. It's not just everything was the same. Like I said, in science, when you change, you got to change one variable at a time to find out what it is that's affecting the change. When you throw all that stuff into the pot and then you're wondering, geez, why didn't I perform as well? You, you can't beat yourself up. And there's going to be days where you perform better than other days. I mean, that's what averages come from. And one day, and one day we have a six, one day we have an eight, one day we have a four, our average is six. And we're not always, we're not going to have a personal best every single time we do something, whether that's lifting weights, whether that's running, whether that's sales, hidden sales quotas or or whatever the case may be, we're not always going to have a new personal record and we can't beat ourselves up and compare ourselves to every last time we did something. No, and, and not having a personal record every single time we walk out the door is actually beneficial for us. We, we don't learn anything if we're always, you know, if we never have any setbacks. You know, it's, it's those setbacks. It's those crashes when we were first learning how to ride our bike. It's, you know, those uh, rough blood sugar days. You know, it's those, we, we learn. We learn from the the ouches and the setbacks, and then we push forward again. Well, you, you mentioned the rough blood sugar days and, and I hate, I I have a friend who always likes to tag the end of her self compliment with a, for my age. And, and this friend is in great shape. She's a very attractive woman and, and every time and she's a very uh, professional and accomplished woman, but every time she says something, there's always the, yeah, I'm doing well for my age. No, you're doing well. I mean, if you want to add the for your age, you're doing extremely well, but I hate when people tag that on. And you already, you mentioned the blood sugar. We obviously had you on the show when we talked about dealing with adversity, um, being type one. So when you beat yourself up, you got to give yourself even more credit because you're dealing with something additional to, I don't want to say the average person, but most people don't have to deal with what you're dealing with. So when you have those highs and lows on performance, but you're also dealing with the highs and lows of dealing with your blood sugar, you can have a day where blood sugar is great. You go into the gym and and you hit personal records on all your lifts. And then you can have a day where your blood sugar is extremely high or extremely low and your performance is garbage for what you would think, but you have to deal with something so extreme and to give yourself credit is, I know it's something you and I have worked on that you have to give yourself even more credit. And, and it's not that I mean, pack on the back. Whoa, look at me. I mean, but at the same time, you still need to pat yourself on the back and say, you know, what? I'm doing pretty darn good. And I hate the, even though I have type one, you're doing pretty good in general. But then when you take that into consideration, 
how much you do beat yourself up. And, and, and I know it's a, it's a, it's a long process to work on the mental game with that, but that is one thing that you, you need to work on and not just you, other people go through this as well, that we all have something we're dealing with. And yes. Yeah. And especially with the diabetes, one of the things is we, we may have good days. We may have bad days. Yes. One of the most frustrating parts of having diabetes is we can do the exact same thing, even the exact same workout, exact same food, take the same number of breaths, take the same number of steps, put on the same clothes, do absolutely everything identical three days in a row and blood sugars are going to have three different results. Every day is going to be a little bit different. So throwing that into the mix does add a little bit of extra complication. And I try not to let that beat me up, but there are times that it's, it's rough and, but it happens, you know, one of the variables I like to say is, you know, the, the blood sugar goals are based off of most recent lab results and goals you want to reach and butterfly activity in the Amazon. Sometimes a butterfly fart over here made this blood sugar high and there was no other reason for it. And there's people look at me like I'm completely insane when I talk that way until they've had to experience it. Um, I have had a couple people be quote unquote me for a day. I've given them my meter. I've given them control over calculating the insulin dosage based off the carbs I'm eating. And across the board, they have all said, I don't want to do that again. I'll do 24 hours. And when I've offered to let them do it longer, they're like, nope, uh, -uh you can have it back. Thanks, but no thanks. So yeah, it, it's, I do pat myself on the back a little bit on that one, but I also try not to let it define me in any way, negative or positive. So what would you say is one of the best things someone can do to not compare themselves to others? Like I said, in, in a short span of time, you were in a situation where you were two different groups and one group you, and not that you, again, not that you came back all cheerful that you were, and, and I'm using the words better or worse, very loosely. Um, but there were times where you felt that you were in a better position than others. And then the next time you thought you were in a worse position than others. And what is it do you think that people would need to do to not compare ourselves? And again, it's human nature. We're always going to compare ourselves. I mean, I'm going to go to the gym and look at the guy lifting or look at the guy with the, with the six packs or, or look at, I mean, the, the archer that shoots better than me or whatever. We're, we're all going to do that. That is human nature, but we got to get it to the point where we can admire it, but not let it affect our emotions and, and our and mental game based on what someone else is doing. You know, if I had the, the magic quotient and, and formula to be able to not compare ourselves to anyone else, I would totally share it. But I... I, I honestly, I do not know. There are some days I'm really good at it. Some days I can just go about and, and be grateful that I have what I have and I can do what I do and that I can share what I know. And other days I beat myself up. Like I said, one, one of the things is, and like I said, it, it, it is human nature to compare ourselves to others. Uh, I know you had shared something with me 
um, whether whether it was real or not, it was someone supposedly posting on uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wall and saying how they were beating themselves up for eating a food or, or not being able to do something. And, and his response was, no, you got to live life and you, you got to still eat that. You got to still enjoy. It. And then tomorrow, just get back on track. So it was kind of like our show that Shruti and I did last week going into the holidays where I'm saying, I mean, eat grandma's pumpkin pie, make sure you have some Christmas cookies, and then we'll get back on track. You, you still have to enjoy life and balance things. And that's one of the things that I admire about you, or I, I know people or, or of people that were diabetic, not necessarily type one, but where they still had to, to watch what they ate. And all of a sudden they, they lose a whole bunch of, of weight. And I'm not going to say that's not a good thing, but they lose it because they took part of their life away from them. They no longer eat pizza. They no longer have Christmas cookies. They don't enjoy life. And like when I I've asked you, okay, well, what kind of food are you in the mood for? And your answer is always food. And you, 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 you enjoy food. And, and I mean, that's only one element. Obviously there's other things you have to deal with, with balancing it, but it's one of those things where we have to enjoy life. We, we can't, that tripod I talk to all the time and physical, mental, and emotional health. If we focus so much on the physical stuff, Oh, Nope. I can't have any sugar. I can't have any cake. I can't have any Christmas cookies or apple pie, or I mean, chips at the super bowl. I mean, holidays are going to go on through February. Um, and the super bowl is the biggest junk food holiday. It's one of those things where you still enjoy life. You put a little extra pressure on yourself because you do have that pizza and now you got to go and balance your numbers. You do have that slice of cake or pie. So you do have to balance your numbers where, like you said, there's days where you can do everything the same and the numbers come out of thin air, meaning with no rhyme or reason to why they're reacting that way. And I don't know if it's the way you think that you figure, listen, they're going to go anywhere they want anyway. So I might as well eat what I want and let them go anywhere they want. Uh, but that's one of the things where, I think that's what helps you move forward. The fact that you didn't take the enjoyable part out of your life and you still get to enjoy those and, and move forward. Yes. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't enjoy all of the good stuff every single day, all the time. I have to decide whether or not it's worth the extra effort. And a lot of times I do find that it is worth the extra effort. I prefer being happy. Everyone prefers to be happy. And if that means I get a couple extra little cookies or, you know, a couple extra or a slightly larger slice of that pumpkin pie, then yeah, it, it's worth it. I, I find that if I restrict myself too much and try to quote unquote behave myself when it comes to, you know, no, I, I shouldn't have that. I shouldn't do this. I find that I binge when no one's looking and that's worse. Well, you also showed me um, a, a record from a while back where you were, you were told some, some disturbing news in your life and how emotionally that affected your blood sugar. So that, that, yeah. that, that could be a situation where it's like, okay, you're, you're out with your friends and they're having the pizza and the pie and the cake and the snacks and the fun stuff and soda or whatever the case may be. And you're sitting there eating a salad because you don't want your numbers to go anywhere. But now all of a sudden 
you're you're emotionally drained watching them have fun and you're sitting there eating like a rabbit and now the emotions could screw up your blood sugar anyway so it's like i might as well screw it up with a piece of pie instead of having it having my emotions screw it up <laughs> exactly exactly but even you know then it, it, it's comparing you know once again comparing which blood sugar high is going to be better is it the emotional or is it is the sugar and I don't know. Comparison is just in absolutely everything. And we, we can't get away from it, but I do believe that we can use it in moderation. You know, we, one of the things that you've said in many, many of your podcasts is you're not fond of the saying, I just want to be better than I was yesterday because we can't improve every single day. We're going to have downfalls, but you know, I want to be better than I was a month ago. And we can't determine if we are better than we were a month ago without comparing how we were a month ago. And with that aspect, it's, it, I see it as progress and hitting our, our goals and hitting those check boxes and making sure that we are doing what we want to do. Um, use that, the power of comparison in a positive aspect and not using it as, well, I was, I did so much better three years ago. Why can't I be doing that now? No, look at it as I'm doing so much better now than I was three weeks ago. Let's continue with that. Well, it's going back to that comparison thing. We, we look around and I use the example of the gym. So the gym that I work at in the morning, uh, the, the other trainer there, Dwayne, who owns the place. And if you look at the two of us side by side, and Dwayne has a six pack, he's, and he's ripped. He can bench more than me. He can squat more than me. He can, uh, although I might have him on, on the squats, but he could definitely, he can definitely bench more than me. Um, he, I have, and I hate using the age thing, but I, I think I have 10 years on him. I think he's 10 years younger than me. So we can, we can throw in that factor. So when we talk about, and the body naturally breaks down. So when we, if we threw in the, the percentage aspect, okay, where do we stand and stuff like that. But I, I'd mentioned when, when I was there, I told them how I brought my bike down to my mother's down in North Carolina and went on a 20 mile ride that I went and did a, a 10 K run. And I haven't run six miles in who knows how long I literally left my house saying, you know what, I'm going to do a 10 K today. Haven't run a five K in three weeks, but what the hell let me and And I did it. Yes. Now there's the comparison of, I did it at 10 and a half minute miles, not eight and a half minute miles. And we're always going to throw some type of metric in there, but he can go and squat more than me, but could he get off? Can he get off his couch tomorrow morning and go run six miles? And he said he wouldn't be able to, I mean, I think he's in good enough shape where if he needed to, he could, but that's the thing. You look at that guy that's squatting more than you or benching more than you yet. They can't run the five miles that you can, or, and I use my son for an example. He's a very good soccer player. Archery is one of our top sports. He hasn't played baseball in years. He's like, oh, geez, but I can't hit as well or I don't throw as well. Yeah, but how many of the kids on the archery team are multiple time state champions in archery? How many can play trumpet as well as you do? So we're always going to compare ourselves to others, not realizing then, you know what? We have a different skill that might be better than their skill. And, and again, not that it should be a comparison thing, but sometimes we have to give ourselves more credit than we do and, and not just look at face value of what we see. Yeah. Look at the positives, look at our accomplishments, look at what we 
are able to do and not what we feel like we can't do. Now, how, and, and this isn't uh, a, a patting, patting myself on the back thing, but like I said, I have, and we're friends first, but I, I've also been and virtually training you, giving you workout programs, some video uh, workouts that we've done together. Uh, obviously, when I was out there, we went over a lot of stuff. Uh, we'll be seeing each other again soon where we'll go through a workout and check out your one rep max so we can see how much you can squat and, and bench press. Uh, but how much would you say having someone there, because we've, Shruti and I have talked about this, the importance of having a coach, having the accountability, having someone there, not so much on the physical side of, hey, did you do your workout? But on the accountability and the checking in of, how have you felt about yourself? How have you felt about your workouts? How have you felt about everything else around you based on what you've been doing with the workouts? Uh, so much better. So much better, actually. I am. I, I love the workouts. I getting up and doing them. It makes my entire day better. I am happier. The accountability is it's exactly what I needed. Some people may be able to go and do that without having someone that they need to quote unquote check in with. And I don't have to check in with you. I like checking in because that reminds me that I'm being responsible. And I, I've always been one that's needed that additional accountability. Years ago, best friend and I, we weren't drinking enough water on a daily basis. And so we did a competition and we checked in daily in reference to that. And it was a, a true competition when, you know, win and lose and whoever accomplished the, the set goals that we had first, one for the month. And I did so much better when I had that. And I think for, for me, it's the people aspect. I need people and just the, the social aspect of it. Even working at going up to the gym and working out first couple of days, I was very hesitant because of the people, you know, there might be someone there and there was. And I was very, contrary to what many people believe, I was very shy in reference to that. And I, I was very self-conscious, but the more there, I got to know them and they got to know me and, and we laugh and joke and, and comment about our, our trainers kicking our backsides, getting us up at five o'clock in the morning. So we do our workout like we need to. And it, it was nice prior to all of that, you know, being away for a week, I wouldn't have said anything to them about, hey, by the way, um, I'm good. I'm just going to be gone. But I did. And it, it was nice. And, and the other part going, going with that comparison thing where you've had days in, again, the, the episode I, I share the most is the importance of rest. Um, in the past, uh, before I was, I was working with you in the past, if you skipped your workout or skipped your walk, you'd beat yourself up and you'd compare yourself to when you were training, you, you made sure you did everything regimented as scheduled. And then, so you would beat yourself up in comparison to when you did that, where now when you talk to me and I tell you, 
hey, if you think you need the rest day today, rest today, we'll start tomorrow. We'll get back on track tomorrow. How much does that help you? Uh, and not so much with me saying it's okay, but you knowing inside that it's okay if I need an extra rest day. It's actually helped a lot. Knowing that a rest day is important. We all know that it's important, but being able to accept the fact that it's important to our body at that time is, is very valuable. One of the things that I know I check in with myself on is, okay, is it truly an additional rest day? Do I really need the second rest day in a row? Or is it because I got out of my routine and it's just difficult to get back in? It's a difference between resting and skipping. Yeah. And, and, and I think now you know the difference, you, but you also have been doing this long enough where you know you know, it's taken me a little more work to get down there to do it, but I know in 45 minutes, I'm going to feel that much better. Yeah. I, I, I am more proud of myself when I walk out of the gym 45 minutes later than I would have been just walking back in to the kitchen from my living. Yeah. So like I said, the big thing is comparison that Again, it's going to be human nature. We're going to compare ourselves to anything. Uh, I was kind of I was talking to Maria, to my wife about this, or, or to the kids that it's as a kid when you're not eating, and mom would always say, and I don't know if this still gets said, but I know back in the '80s, parents would always say, "There's kids starving in China." Well, how come you're not telling me about the guy down the street that eats prime rib three times a week? Okay, we always see that. We always, well, there's kids that have nothing. Well, my buddy down the street has the newest and greatest electronic system. We always compare ourselves for what benefits our argument. And we'll always look and see who has the nicer car or the bigger house or, or, or whatnot. And it is human nature. We're always going to compare, uh, again, whether it's the bigger toys, the better house, whether it's who can lift more, who can run better, who has the, the better body. Um, but we can't compare ourselves to others and we can't compare ourselves in a negative way to other parts of time in, in times in our lives. I mean, obviously we'd like to see progress photos and checkpoints and, and stuff like that, but we can't beat ourselves up if we don't see enough of a difference or in the case if the difference went in the wrong direction and just get back on track, keep moving forward. Don't beat yourself up with the comparisons, whether it be with others or with yourself from another time. And especially don't, don't ever compare yourself to the way you were back in high school. High school was a different world, different life. And you know, well, in, unless you're currently in high school, um, I know that all of my high school buddies and everything were like, well, back in our day. Yeah, back in our day. Yeah. High school was a different world. Yeah. And, and especially if you were a high school athlete and I, I, I'm floating around 205, 210 pounds. I played soccer my senior year at a buck 75 at 510. My son's a buck 55 at 6'1 right now. And it's like, if you were an athlete in high school, again, you trained every day, you worked out every day. How well you ate as a high school kid? Probably not. It was probably a diet of <laughs> and chicken wings and pizza most of the time. Yes, but you had the metabolism to be able to keep up with it. So. Exactly. And so moving forward, I mean, don't compare yourselves uh, to a past selves that is somewhat of an unre 
realistic goal, similar to me at 46, looking at me at 17, I'm not going to get back to that person. Uh, and if anything, I'm probably in better shape now than I was then. But when we look at ourselves on that one metric of, oh, I was 175. Yeah, but I wasn't nearly as strong as I am now. So we got to remember, there's a lot of different metrics to look at. Don't compare yourselves to others. Don't compare yourselves to, to yourself all the time and keep moving forward and you're going to get to your goals. So yeah. Jen. Yep. Use the progress, use the progress and hit the goals, mark those checkboxes. So Jen, thanks for coming on and filling in for Shruti this week. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.